Comics Therapy, Episode 78. No reviews, just analysis. I'm Andrea Shockling, and my co-host, as always, is Aaron Myers. Except when it's not. Like this week, when I'm joined by my nine-year-old son, Avi. Coming up, two comics from his March 18th, 2015 pool list. Little Nemo, Return to Slumberland, Number 4, and Peanuts 26. In between segments, listen to another second opinion from someone who might sound awfully familiar. And just as a reminder, Aaron and I never do reviews, so Avi and I won't either. We will talk a lot, though, so there may be spoilers ahead. Welcome to Comics Therapy. My mom isn't a licensed therapist, and I'm a nine-year-old, so I'm not either. Don't take anything we say seriously. This week we're talking about modern mythologies the way comics today often lift classic character tropes from literature and repackage them for new audiences. Wait, seriously, Mommy? This is what you do with Aaron every week. Can't we just talk about the comics? Hi, Comics Therapy. Uh, this is Aaron Myers, um, longtime listener, first time caller. Um, I started reading comics at probably eight years old, maybe 10 years old, maybe 12 years old. I don't really remember my childhood that well. But I think uh, one of the first comics I ever got was um, a Hawkman and Adam team up book from the 1960s that my um, a friend of my dad's gave me, and um, that started a lifelong love affair with comics. Each episode, in between comic segments, you'll hear one listener answering a series of questions, sharing his or her favorite comics, creators, and more. We call it a second opinion. If you want to play along at home, you can leave your own response for us to use on a future show. The prompts are on the website, comicstherapy.com. And you can call, Skype, or email your MP3. Remember to read comics responsibly, kids, and always get a second opinion. I like to read both digital and print comics. Um, I think I'd prefer print to read all the time if I had the time for it or the space. But with a house full of little kids who don't really allow for you to sit at a table or something with a nice light and to go through a print comic, it's not always practical. So I'll read a lot of things digitally as well. Um, but I always buy everything in print because I am a collector. I don't know if anyone knows that or not. And buy most of my comics from my local comic book store, Emerald City Comics in Eugene, Oregon. In between shows, you can find me on Twitter, at Andrea Shock and Aaron, at Aaron Myers. He's always online, even after succumbing to the plague for yet another time this winter. He's like the original ghost in the machine. The show account is at Comics Therapy. So, Avi, how is your week? Um, pretty good so far. Yeah? Yeah. What have you been doing? 
sitting at home, not really doing much. So every week, Erin and I talk a little bit about, like, what's going on in our lives. So, I don't know, tell me what you do when you're not at school. Playing hockey. You play hockey? What, what do you play? Ice hockey. Okay. Like, like, you're acting like you don't know me. Well, I know, that's the point. You have to tell me so that you can tell the audience so that they can be like, oh, Avi plays ice hockey? That's awesome. It's just, it's weird that, like, you're acting like you have no idea what I do. Just because, like, you're, everybody knows you're my mom, so. So, how about this? So, Avi, every week, Aaron and I talk a little bit about what else is going on in our lives. So, like, what have you been up to this week? Tell me something cool about your week. Um, yesterday I had my end of the year banquet for my ice hockey season. Okay, that's pretty rad. So hockey's done, right? Like we can say officially on record, like to the internet, that mommy doesn't have to take you to ice hockey practice anymore. Exactly. For like a month and then the spring tournament starts again. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Anything else? What have you been reading that isn't comics this week? Um, I reread House of Robots. You reread? Like like you've already read it and you're reading it again? Yeah. Do you do that a lot? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do you like to read? Yeah. How many books do you think you read a week? Mm, at least two, but sometimes more. Okay. And like they're actual chapter books, not like little books. Are you a really good reader? I'm, I'm probably the best reader in the fourth grade, maybe more. You can be proud of that. You can be like, hey, yeah, I'm the best reader in the fourth grade. <laughs> and definitely more than that. Hey. Anything else fun about your week that you want to share? Not really. So coming up pretty soon, you're doing some traveling. Where are you going to go? Back to Pittsburgh. For spring break? Yes. Awesome. Am I going with you? No. Are you super, super sad about that? Yeah. But where am I going instead? A (laughs) Comic-Con. And that's kind of ridiculous, but it's fine. Do you remember where it is that I'm going? Seattle. Yay! We don't have to talk about it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. I'll be in Seattle for Emerald City Comic Con, and so will Aaron and a bunch of our friends. But alas, this kid will not. But say hello to Pittsburgh for me. It's going to be awesome in a different way. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You read some comics this week. How many comics do you think you read every week? Um, At least five. But But a lot of them are like comics that I've already read, and I just like to read reread comics. Yeah, I guess that was a sort of weird question because I feel like you probably get four or five new comics every week, right? Yeah, and I read them all, but then I also reread other comics if I'm not getting comics that day. I have noticed that you read your comics like three or four times almost immediately. Yeah. Why do you do that? I'm not sure. It just like new things are more exciting than things that I've had for a while, and so... So you want to experience it over and over? Yeah, basically. And also, I just like reading. Well, sure. I read anything that my eyes can read. (laughs) But do you... When you read your comics over and over, do you find that you, like, pick up things that you missed the first time? Yes, sometimes. Do you... Is that more in the words or in the art? It's probably... When I'm reading, like, regular books, not comics it's definitely more in the story and in the words for comics sometimes it's more in the art 
Because you're a very fast reader, and sometimes you have declared you are finished with a comic, and I've said, whatever, no you're not. Do you read more the words the first time, and then when you read it the second or third or fourth time is when you really pay attention to the art? Yes. Yeah. Hmm. I think that's interesting, because a lot about reading a comic is interpreting the story both visually and verbally and I think for you because you're such a strong reader I actually think that you read comics in a way that is that is pretty different from the way that you probably will end up reading them I think that you're sort of still evolving in the way that you read your comics just an observation just me being me as I as you, I see you read them, and they're everywhere. Like, our house is full of comics right well, now. Well, there is an analysis. Yes, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Have you noticed, though, that we've got comics, like, everywhere? Yeah. Even though I tried to get rid of a lot of my comic collection, mm-hmm. we've been acquiring them more and more. Do you like to read your comics in print, or do you read them digitally? More print. Tell me why you would rather read print than digital. Um, I'm not sure. I just like reading print more than digital. Do you, you you haven't thought about it at all? Not really. Okay. Well, it's your fault that we're like drowning in comics again. I just, I just want you to know that. I just want you to acknowledge that (laughs) it's 100% your fault. (laughs) So you got four comics this week and we picked two of them to talk about. Yeah. So you want to do that? Sure. Okay. It's really hard to pick a favorite current title. It's probably a toss-up between Mind Management, Saga, Hawkeye. I mean, really, how can you pick one? There's maybe a hundred top titles for me right now. Image Comics is going to be my top publisher, followed by Marvel, followed by Dark Horse, and down the line. If I could recommend a past series to listeners... um, I might suggest they check out a Marvel comic from kind of the early 80s. Uh, Ran for 75 issues plus um, four annuals. It's called Rom Space Knight, and it's about um, maybe the greatest hero that the Marvel Universe has ever seen. Uh, Written by Bill Mantelow. Some art by some great people, too. So um, I suggest you kind of go and look for it. Uh, You're not going to find any collections of it, so you have to get the individual issues. But I think it's well worth it. Our first book this week is Little Nemo, Return to Slumberland, number four, written by Eric Schanauer and drawn by Gabriel Rodriguez. The coloring is by Nelson Daniel, and the lettering is by Robbie Robbins. Little Nemo is published by IDW. Tell me about Little Nemo. What What is the story about? We always, like when Aaron and I start talking about a book, we, we do like a little recap, just in case somebody isn't reading the book, but we don't want to go all the way into telling the details of the story. But what are some essential things that somebody might need to know about Little Nemo before we talk about it? It's about a young boy named Nemo. Is his name actually Nemo? No, his real name is Jimmy, but it seems to him that everybody's now calling him Nemo. Do you remember, does Nemo have anything to do with his actual name? Yes, it's his middle name. Okay, so Jimmy, or Nemo, as everybody calls him, tell me about him. Every night, or the the first night, I'll start with the first night. The first night, some weird things start happening in his dreams, and 
I don't know how to do this without, like, getting all the way into it. You don't have to get all the way into it. You can just tell me, like, the highlights of the weird things in his dreams. Because, like, if imagine if I've never read it before. I know that I've got a little boy named Jimmy, and I know that he's dreaming, and weird things are happening. Are they good or bad weird things? They're, they're not exactly either, but, um, but Nemo, a.k.a. Jimmy, doesn't want these to be ha- happening to him because what's been happening are, is people have been coming to try to get him to come to Slumberland and be the princess's playmate. Why doesn't he want to go to Slumberland and be the princess's playmate? Because he says he doesn't want to play with a girl. That's kind of crummy. <laughs> like, he that's the whole reason why he doesn't want to go, is because he doesn't want to play with a girl? Yep. Super lame. So how do they convince him that actually he should come along? They said he could try, and if he didn't like it, he could come back. Okay, so he, he should come along and meet her, but if he doesn't like her, they'll send him back to not Slumberland. They'll send him back to, like, his regular bed. Yes. Huh. Okay, I'm in. Why... Why would he want to go to Slumberland, though? Like, what's there? What is Slumberland... How is Slumberland different from regular life? It is always night in Slumberland. Okay. And because it's a dream, you, nothing is really impossible there. Oh, so that's the crux right there, is that he's going to, like, this dreamland and... He can do or they can do whatever it is that they want to do. Yes. Awesome. Is that appealing to you? Like, does that, does that sound like if somebody came to you at night and said, hey, Avi, let's, let's go to this fantasy dreamland. It's, it's going to be great. Would you say yes? Probably. Yeah? I, I'd say as long as I'm, I'm home in time to have uh, breakfast. <laughs> it is the most important meal of the day. <laughs> Is there is there anything about Slumberland that is scary? Yeah, there's a super villain. His name is the Dawn Guard, and he is enemies with the king. Okay. And he has a son named Trip. Okay. Who try who like is always trying to get the princess's playmates to wake up. So that they're not in Slumberland anymore. Oh, okay. So, like, as soon as you wake up, you go back to life. You're not in this dreamland. Yeah. But the enemy to Slumberland is light. Everything will melt in the light. Oh, like morning? Yeah. Huh. Okay. So there there are bad guys. There are things that can happen to you that are bad in Slumberland. But, I don't know, it still sounds super fun. What, what happens to Nemo, though... If something bad occurs in Slumberland, what happens to him? He never goes back. Like, he's not, he won't be able to come back because there won't be anything there. Doesn't he just wake up, though? Yeah. Like, if something happens to him there? Yeah. Then he wakes up, and then... He can't go back, even even if it's the middle of the night. But the only time things, the bad things happen is when it's morning. Wait a second. So, like... I noticed that, like, a couple of times when they were in danger and he would, like, fall, he would wake up and then... And then he'd go back in. He would go back in. Yeah. So he can go back. It's the thing that that makes Slumberland melt away is is when yeah. the Dawn Guard comes. Yes. Okay. 
and the Dawn Guard is who create sunlight. Hmm. Have you read anything else that has to do with characters and dreams? Like, is that is that a fun way of telling a story? Because it seems like you can do almost anything with it. Yeah, it, it is kind of fun. Especially when you can have, like, a dream inside of a dream inside of a dream. When, like, say someone was told that tomorrow was the end of the world. Mm-hmm. And he goes to bed and then he wakes up to find that that was true. And then right when he is about to, like, have some kind of trouble, like, he's about to get hurt or something like that, then he wakes up, and he gets out, and he finds something else, but it's still as bad. And he keeps waking up until he gets to the right part. And then everybody everybody believes he's safe, but then he, he actually does get in trouble. Or so she. Is that is that a story, what you just described, is that a story that you've actually read, or is that something that is sort of like a bunch of different stories that you've read. Something that is sort of like that. Hmm. What do you think it is about dreams and stories? Like, why are they so common in the stories that we tell? I'm not sure. I think it, it just creates a lot more possibilities. Like, if the author has something go wrong, then he can always bring that person back by saying that it was just a dream. Because it's not real? Yeah. And because you can do, like, anything with it. Yeah, that's why all the superheroes that die, they just usually are brought back. (laughs) But that's different. That's not a dream. That's just a fantasy story. Yeah. So the difference between a fantasy story where we don't have the same rules that we have, like, in our lives and a a dream, I mean, that's, those aren't the same. Yeah. What is it, what does a dream let us do that's different than a superhero story? anything you can do can you picture yourself in a dream story better than in a superhero story probably why superheroes have fictional powers that would never be a thing in real life and sometimes dreams they just use things that could be a thing in real life to create like the impossible so dreams just feel more real because everybody dreams yes but not there's never a scenario where we have superhero powers. Yeah. Hmm. That's fascinating. I I'm really enjoying this book. I think the way that the story's being told like takes things that are a little bit scary or a little bit or that might cause a little bit of anxiety and because it's a dream it's not as scary, but because they're working together, they're sort of starting to become a little bit of a team, right? Trip isn't isn't the troublemaker now that he was at the beginning. Yeah. Right. So what does Nemo decide after he meets the princess? Like, is he is he gonna go back or He decides to give it a chance. He decides to give it a chance. Is it still a problem that it's a girl? Mm. A little bit, but not... In, in the first edition, I think, he has the problem that he's going to have to go walk with her in the garden. Oh, that's true. He doesn't want to go to tea. At the end of this issue, the fourth issue, we have Nemo, or Jimmy, his actual name, and we have Trip, and we have the princess, and we have their like little fluffy dog thing that isn't really a dog. 
And what do they decide? They decide to go and find the princess's crown. Okay. Who... That was stolen by mystical... (laughs) They were like dog birds. (laughs) Well, they were flying in in a carriage that was flown by mystical flying fish. (laughs) Yeah. There's a lot of things that are doing stuff that isn't real, right? Because it's a dream. So so Jimmy or Nemo agrees that he's going to stay. Yeah. And, and they're going to play for longer. But at the very end, something that seemed like a cliffhanger, mm-hmm. just as they were getting on, I guess, like a, a plane-ish thing, uh, Trip took hold of a hose, and he turned it on, and he squirted the... Or I think it was like an air. Yeah. Well, what kind of vehicle were they going to travel in? Did you pay attention to the... the they're going to the four corners of the world they're going to the north wind the south wind the east wind and the west wind (laughs) did you see how they were traveling no i can't remember so when you go back and you read it the second third fourth fifth time and you pay more attention to the art it's like a dirigible it's a big air filled like blimp kind of vehicle so that air hose that you saw that trip was playing around with was the air hose that they used to fill the vehicle. So you said it was like a cliffhanger. What what did he do with it? He blew it at the dog thing and uh, Nemo, a.k.a. Jimmy. And does that mean that they didn't get onto the vehicle? Or it, do you think... I, I think it could have meant either that or Trip was being bad again, like he was turning bad again. In the story going forward, do you think it's important that Trip continues to do things like that? Like, he's not bad, like, evil. He's more bad, like, a kid who's constantly playing pranks. Yeah. Can, do you think that's going to be something that sticks around in the story? Yes, probably. Why? He... Would you rather read a story where everything is just going fine and they're just on a journey... Or would you rather read a story where there's a little bit of conflict between the characters as they're on their journey? The second one. Definitely the second one. Why? It's more interesting when there's conflict. So not just the conflict that they come across, like the, you know, dog bird things. They were terriers, by the way. (laughs) (laughs) But also a little bit of disagreement with the team itself? Yes. Does that happen in other books that you're reading? Yes. Like, I don't know, did the Avengers ever argue? Yeah. (laughs) Like what? When was the last time the Avengers argued in one of your Avenger books? Today, when I read my newest Avenger book. (laughs) You're not reading the same Avenger books that I am, though, right? No. Which ones are you reading? I think it's Avengers Assemble. Yeah, okay. Is that what it's called? Yeah, I think so. It's the one that is... Based on the cartoon. Yes. Yeah. So they argue in that, and it's about, like... Hulk and... Obviously, today was Hulk and Hawkeye, the classic. (laughs) The classic. (laughs) They argue sometimes, and it's funny. Yeah. Okay. Anything else about Little Nemo that you want to mention before we move on to the next book? Um... I don't think so. 
Was there ever a point where the princess acted in a way that wasn't expected? Like, Nemo and Trip are sort of discounting her as not being fun. She's fussy and uppity, they say. Does she stay like that always? I'm not even sure what uppity means. Like, she's proper. She doesn't want to play the same way that they play. Oh. Is she still like that by the end of the fourth issue? A little bit, but not not that much. What has she been able to do to get them out of trouble? Call in mystical sherrits. <laughs> Say that again. Sherrits. What is that word? Like the chariot? She's been able to call in mystical chariots flown by magical flying fish. <laughs> so she's the one who... Can, like, sort of call on the magic of Slumberland. Yeah, and save them from pretty much everything. So she's not just this little girl who's not fun to play with. And Trip isn't just a little boy who's going to cause trouble all the time. Yeah, they both have, like, special powers. And they have more going on with their characters, yeah? Yeah. Because otherwise, would you read it if they were all the same? Mm, I, I probably would. It just wouldn't be... the very interesting. So the conflict is useful. The change is useful. Yes. Okay. Cool. Let's talk about our second book. Huh? I'd like just to give a quick plug um, at the end here for a personal project of mine. If you go to um, comicstherapy.com and click on the subscribe link, um, that would really help me out a lot. I do a um, semi-weekly show with this person I met, um, Andrea Shockling. just met her off the internet, some weirdo. But, uh, you know, we have fun when either one of us isn't working or sick or, I don't know, there's a natural disaster or something like that. So every once in a while we manage to get a show out. So, you know, give it a a chance. Maybe give it a rating on on iTunes. Uh, I think you'll like it. Our second book this week is Peanuts 26, which is actually two stories. Revenge is Sweetie, Story in Pencils by Vicki Scott, Inks by Alexis Fijaro, Colors by Lisa Moore, and Letters by Catherine Efford. And Dirty Dancing, story by Jason Cooper, pencils by Vicki Scott, inks by Paige Braddock, colors by Bill Bettard, and letters by Donna Alamandria. There are also some classic peanut strips, of course, by Charles M. Schultz, with colors by Justin Thompson and Catherine Efford. Peanuts is published by Kaboom, a division of Boom. So, Avi, tell me about Peanuts. Knowing that, like, everybody on the planet knows about Peanuts. Give me, like, the basics. It's comic strips of Charlie Brown and usually Snoopy ruining everything. Who is Snoopy? A little dog that is basically human that has dog powers. <laughs> human that has dog powers. Right he, on. Can, he can talk, he can stand, he can communicate with tiny little birds. Okay. Does he talk... The same way that the kids in the strip do? No. He thinks, almost. Do you think... I'm curious before we get into this. Do you think that Snoopy's thoughts are something that the other kids can hear? Or is that something more that like you as the reader are aware of? I feel it's half and half. Sometimes it seems that other people are like... talking or responding to what Snoopy thinks. Mm -hmm. But sometimes they don't, uh, sometimes they don't seem to know. Got it. Sometimes it seems just like Woodstock, one of the birds, 
can hear it. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And I think that that's, that's been a, a classic way that the peanut strips have handled Snoopy since long before I was born. Just like you can never hear what the adults are saying in the cartoon. Do you remember that? <laughs> exactly, exactly. I didn't mention this when we were talking about Little Nemo, but you know that that's also a very old story, right? Like the reference that the princess was making to the old playmate Nemo is a reference to this very old comic strip that was about Nemo going to Slumberland. I did not know that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's why when I was sort of writing this script and making that joke about these like classic tropes that are reexamined in modern mythology, like there is a there's a point there about having these stories that are told and told and told and told over and over again. And Peanuts is a another example. Like Charles M. Schultz created this world that people have really responded to. And you have this set of characters and you can tell infinite stories about those characters and so even now there are new stories being written about the characters because we know how to expect them to act we know what's going to happen when lucy and charlie brown play football what's going to happen she's going to lift up the ball and, and charlie brown is going to fall flat on his back and kill myself or kill himself what's going to happen if charlie brown plays with his kite He's going to completely destroy all the trees in the park. <laughs> uh, what's going to happen with um, Lucy and Schroeder, the piano player? The, Lucy's going to try to romance him and do, <laughs> and do like <laughs> dancing or something. Got it. So you have it down. Like, you know what to expect with these characters. Yeah. What do you get from reading them if it's always the same thing? Like, this is different from from Nemo because... Because it's not changing. Like, we just said that Trip and the princess and Nemo are going to act in a different way. The Peanuts characters aren't. Why is it still fun for you? Because they add, like, new new things to it. They always change something to make it funnier. Can you give me an example? Sometimes, well, there are two different stories that they do with Charlie Brown going to camp. Okay. And they mix those up, and they also change one part in it to make it different and sometimes more funny. Okay. Okay. So think about the stories that were in this issue specifically. Uh, The, let's see, the Dirty Dancing story, which was the longest one in this issue. Yeah. What, What happened in that one? Peppermint Patty was complaining to Charlie Brown. That he didn't understand anything about love or romance or anything. Okay. And then Charlie Brown said he had found a date for her. Okay. Which was actually Pigpen, who everyone knows is very dirty and has dust clouds with him everywhere okay. he goes. And so they go and dance, and Peppermint Patty is like thinking her head all of his pros and cons, and they dance, and she likes him after that. But every everyone she tries to describe about what he did nice to her just slams the door in front of her. Why do you think they do that? Because they're not interested in listening to that kind of stuff. They're not interested in the love story, or they're not interested in it being about Pigpen? Pigpen. Okay. How does Charlie Brown feel about it? 
Who did Peppermint Patty want to go to the dance with? Charlie Brown. So Charlie Brown sets her up with Pigpen instead of himself. How does Charlie Brown feel about how Peppermint Patty feels about Pigpen at the end? I think he's happy. You think he's happy? Because then Peppermint Patty isn't always following him around. Does he have any regrets, do you think? Mm, probably not. Maybe. I thought that maybe he was a little bit jealous. <laughs> I did. When you read it again, I want you to pay attention to the facial expressions. Because that's one of the things in this book that is so simple and yet so telling. The facial expressions on Charlie Brown's face at the beginning when he's like, yes, I don't have to deal with her anymore. And then actually she's kind of more interested in somebody else than him. So how does that feel? Oh, that's awkward. Oh, now she's, now she's into pig pen. Oh, that's a bummer. I think it's, I think that there's a little bit of that going on too. Yeah. Yeah. Do you enjoy the way that this is a bunch of little stories? Yes. So it's not the same kind of storytelling as... It's it's not the same kind of sequential storytelling as everything else. Yeah. When you pick up a Peanuts book, do you read it from the beginning to the end? Yes. So you read it sequentially even though it isn't telling a story, like a chapter story? Yeah. Why do you do that? I'm just used to reading books like that. <laughs> So you just continue to do the same patterns over and over again? Yep. Okay. Do you think that reading stories like the Peanuts strips is going to continue to be interesting to you as you get older? Yes. Why? I just like reading funny comics, and I think that will continue as I get older. Do you think that you're going to continue to read the Peanuts style of comics as you get older and as you read more and more stories that are more sophisticated? Yeah, probably. Um, I mean, it it does get it. Some sometimes it does get a little bit boring because it's the same storyline, but they they know how to change it up so it's still interesting. And so, uh, I, yes, I probably still will like them. You read Calvin and Hobbes also, right? Yes. Calvin and Hobbes, just like Peanuts, started out as a newspaper strip. And in fact, that's how they were always published. They were newspaper strips and then they were collected. And I think that that's the way that Little Nemo was originally. That it was serialized in a newspaper. Can you talk a little bit about how Calvin and Hobbes is different or the same from the Peanuts? Um, In Calvin and Hobbes, it's not the same storyline. And there really aren't any other kids you really want to know about. It's just about Kevin and his stuffed tiger, Hobbs, mm-hmm. and also sometimes Susie. Okay. So there are fewer characters to pay attention to. Yeah. But. But another difference is that you can actually hear the parents and see the parents and <laughs> sure. all the adults. Sure. So you don't feel like it's telling the same story over and over again? Um, Not exactly, but so- it is like when they're not in school... Calvin and Hobbes are always trying to, like, hurt Susie. And they're really disobedient. and But but they know how to mix it up also. And they definitely have different storylines. So the premise is always consistent. Yes, but the what's going on is always different. And that's kind of like 
most of the rest of the stories that you're reading right now. Yeah. Is it like you have a you have a set premise and you sort of understand and you have a set you have set expectations about what happens in that premise. Yeah. Like we know that when Nemo goes to Slumberland, it's anything can happen because he's dreaming. Yeah. We know that Calvin and Hobbes are going to hang out and cause havoc because it's all in Calvin's imagination and he's kind of a troublemaker. Yes. <laughs> and we know that, I don't know, what do we know about Peanuts? That Snoopy's always going to go bleh at everyone. <laughs> bleh. And that Charlie yeah. Brown's kind of... Down all the time? Yeah, he is. Kind of a bummer. Poor Charlie Brown. So there is something comforting about revisiting these characters, like time after time after time. Like, I think that's why Nemo keeps going back. Jimmy (laughs) keeps going back. Like, because there's comfort in the unknown of Slumberland. Yeah. And we go back to Charlie Brown and Calvin and Hobbes and stories like that. And even Avengers. We go back to superheroes because we know what to expect from them. Yep. Have you ever read anything that was completely not what you were expecting? Mm. Either a comic or a novel that you've read. Probably Nemo Return to Slumberland. I had no idea what I was expecting. Okay. How about any books that you've read, any prose that you've read recently that went in a way that you were really surprised about? I mean, it wasn't exactly recently, but uh, a book called Wildwood. Oh, yeah. The Wildwood Trilogy was... Because it's fantasy, right? Yeah. You read a lot of fantasy? Yeah. What are you you reading right now with Daddy? The Hobbit. Super fantasy. Super classic. Something that we talk about all the time, how it influences other stories. But, just like... Nemo, we've got a group of friends on a journey, right? Yeah. With conflict inside. Cool. Anything else about Peanuts, Little Nemo, or you that you want to share before we wrap up? Um, I don't think so. If you could pick between sitting down with a novel and sitting down with a comic book, which one would it be right now? Right now? Yeah. Like, at this point in your life, not like right now on a Sunday afternoon, which one would it be? Is it like an impossible choice? Yeah. Why is it Why is it an impossible choice? Because I read anything that is close enough for me to read. <laughs> which is about like Talking. 50 feet. Which is what? Which is about like 50 feet away. So. Oh, so like anything that you can get your eyes on within 50 feet. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, basically. I, I'm, I'm glad that you said that. It was kind of an unfair trick question. Because it. Because, yeah. I, I, like, I want to impress the fans and say comics, but it <laughs> may not be completely true. Oh, Avi, you don't have to impress the listeners at all. <laughs> you just tell it like it is. <laughs> tell them what you think. That's what I do every week. When I don't know anything, I openly say, I don't know anything. But I'm glad that you have that struggle, like, honestly, because I feel the same way. Sometimes I want to read prose, and sometimes I want to read comics. And I'm glad that you are super into both of them right now. That makes it could me be really pros happy. and conics. That wow! Like, see, I don't even need Aaron because you can make the really <laughs> bad jokes. <laughs> <that> <laughs> <you can. laughs> Thanks, pros and conics. 
And we're done now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't stand it. I just can't stand it. (laughs) Hey, that was a Peanuts reference. Exactly. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for hanging out with me this afternoon and saving the show because Aaron is sick again. (laughs) We're probably going to take next week off because Aaron and I are both going to be in Seattle, like I said, and like you guys know. I think the chances of us actually getting ourselves together to record anything, it's not going to happen. The following week, I'm going to be in New York. So, also, may or may not happen. We'll try, though. Maybe. And who knows? Maybe uh, Aaron and Avi can record a podcast in the future. How do you feel about that? Mm. As long as this script's written. <laughs> well, here's a newsflash. It's me, not Aaron, who writes the script. <laughs> yeah. thanks a lot kiddo (laughs) don't forget to subscribe to your comics at your local comic book shop or digitally show notes and any other information that you need about us is on the website comicstherapy.com last words Avi bye clever (laughs) and we'll see you next week except you know we won't because I just said I'm gonna stop now (laughs) Thanks, guys. I came to dance, 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 dance. I hit the floor, cause that's my plans, 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 plans. I'm wearing all my favorite brands, 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 brands. Give me some space for both my hands, 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 hands. You, you, cause it goes on and on and on. And it goes on and on